0: No. You've never seen the peach sweaty... No. Yeah. Uh, sweaty balls. <laughs> you never and seen. welcome really to
1: the Find Your Summit podcast. No, we're not recording. And then we, are, we always record. Hot mic. Um, I am your host of one of two. I'm Brian. And I'm Leah. And today we are joined in studio um, by Chris Helfrich, the head, I don't know what your title is, of Eat, Learn, Play, um, a nonprofit organization based in Oakland, California, um, started by Aisha and Stephen Curry and their family. And um, Crick is here in our new podcast studio and we are recording. Welcome, Crick. It's great to be here. Um, thanks for joining us. We are um, staring in front of, <laughs> or oh, right next to a hurricane outside maybe? Is that Question an exaggeration?
2: <laughs> I mean, the winds are picking up.
1: <laughs> um, it's been a fascinating first 18 months for you and Eat, Learn, Play. You went from your focus of how do we provide food education and recreation to kids in the bay area and then you get the additional challenge of having to do it during a pandemic what, what describe the last 18 months how, how long do we have <laughs> uh
0: yeah no it's it's uh gosh what's the best way to put it Well, well the foundation started actually two years ago we launched two years ago next week so we were we've been at it a little bit longer than that but yeah we we were we were in our infancy when mm-hmm. covid hit and we were we got just out in front of it enough where we realized food security was going to be a major challenge. Mm-hmm. It already was in Oakland before the pandemic something like one in 4 kids in Oakland struggled with hunger on a regular basis and yep. With schools closing, right, that was imminent last early March 2020. Uh, we realized there's tens of thousands of kids that relied on school, not just for lunch every day, but for uh, for for two to three meals daily. And so, the we you know we have Stefan and Aisha as uh, as our founders, and you know our. our our leaders in a lot of ways and so who better than them to try to rally a lot of support Mm -hmm. um, to make sure kids during this pandemic uh, had had access to food and so we started out with that pretty simple vision of making sure that no kid goes hungry uh in in oakland during during the pandemic with schools closed and Mm -hmm. over the course of you know 13 14 months of, of dealing with covid um, and a lot of food insecurity in our community and around the country we were like through a, through a bunch of through a big vision and I think through a lot of good partners we helped distribute 17 million meals wow. that's um, nuts yeah 17 million meals to, to the community and,
1: who's making those meals
0: <laughs> uh, lots of people so so that comes in the form of um, a lot of support for the school system so they could can they could continue do- delivering meals to school meals to kids Mm -hmm. Uh, like
1: delivering them to their homes
0: yes to their homes and and we set up um meal distribution sites across the city so people would know every tuesday and thursday they could go between the hours of 10 and 2 and -hmm. pick up not just meals for that day but but until uh until the next round of giveaways happened um and then actually those those distribution sites became places where we could give additional Mm -hmm. resources to families so like you know, Aisha's cookware, or we ended up doing, you know, probably six or seven million pounds now of fresh produce from California too, wow. Wow. where, where like all of these, uh, California farms would mm-hmm. supply restaurants. Restaurants were closing mm-hmm. and not buying the the produce. So you would read stories about f- food dying on the vine. Yeah. yeah, And so we ended up just starting to buy produce fresh mm-hmm. vegetables fresh fruit from california farmers mm-hmm. at a decent price and then just giving them directly to kids and families mm-hmm. a lot of them at these meal distribution sites so all of a sudden it wasn't just like a family showing up and getting a couple meals for their kid it was you mm-hmm. know we we were loading them up and then maybe the highlight of our work was uh was with chef jose andreas's work yeah. central kitchen and you know we came together on this simple vision of all right, at a time when people are losing their jobs and businesses are closing, and I know Summit pivoted in a pretty cool way, like how can we and at a time of of heightened hunger, yeah mm-hmm. how can we you know employ restaurants, put people back to work yeah and um, and give the community like fresh, high quality, dignified meals that they deserve mm-hmm. And so we came out with that vision we pay that our commitment was to pay restaurants $10 for every meal that they produced and distributed out into the community. And, mm-hmm. uh, through that, we, impl- through that partnership, we employed 130 local Oakland restaurants. Oh, that's Uh, cool. yeah. And brought like six or 700 people were brought back to work mm-hmm. and we, um, d- d- distributed 2.6 million restaurant meals into the community as part of that 17 million. And so that's, Twenty-six million dollars, if you just do the multiplication. It's nuts. Uh, yeah, back into back into the local economy, and so we did that, and that was that was wild. There was a lot of learning on the fly that happened there. Um, but now we've sort of emerged from it, I think, stronger mm-hmm. as an organization. But now, sort of picking our heads up, thinking, all right, how can we how can we sustain this level of impact that we've had, and that the community seems to now be counting on right. us to, mm-hmm. to to do so. Um, I think it's one thing to operate the foundation in an emergency situation, and mm-hmm. uh, it's another to try to make sure we're building something that is sustainable long term. Yeah.
1: What was the process like from idea generation of, okay, we need to feed these children to putting together the actual plan to do it? Uh, I mean, and who was involved? Like, were Stefan and Aisha actively involved in? the idea generation make getting calls to get people excited to help out
0: uh yes for sure at the beginning and and keep in mind i mean we are eat learn play and those pillars of ours come directly from the curries and what right. they care the most about and Aisha's been dealing with you know she's been fighting hunger for for years yeah. in mm-hmm. uh, locally in the bay area but also nationally with no kid hungry and some other partners and so i mean everything we do that's hunger related yeah. has her fingerprints on it yeah she
1: testified at congress this spring, right? Yes. Mm. On, on how do we end uh, hunger in America,
0: which is ambitious, mm. but doable and important. Uh, so so you have this
1: idea, you pick up the phone, yeah, who are I, your, who are your first calls?
0: Yeah, no, I, I had the idea. I fired off a, an email probably at midnight or one o'clock in the morning to our board. <laughs> and yep. Our board hadn't really done much at this point, but I said, I, I have a vision. I think this is what we need to do. Yep. And there was unanimous quick support. Mm-hmm. And like, I kid you not. We we went out with this on on day one. We were ready for when Oakland announced on March 13th that schools were closed indefinitely. Mm. We had a video from the Curry's in their living room shot saying we're going to do everything we can do. We need to raise money for this. So yeah. So there, so there was a call to action. Um, and then like within two days, I'm getting calls from Stefan being like, I just talked to this guy who owns a logistics company uh, in in Oakland. He's got some warehousing space. And I think that he could help deliver food to to, to families, so I'm going to put you in touch. And um, uh, you know, there was no playbook for this, so right. I, I took the call. And that partner, Lineage Logistics, is like still one of our one of our great partners, and it's mm. it, they've helped us to distribute millions yeah. of meals. And so, like from from day one uh the the curries were in on it and then you know they did so many donor calls they were they prepared meals and gave them to oakland school district the the food workers mm-hmm. aisha yeah. spent a day cooking in the kitchen and a- every facet of 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 the work that we did over the pandemic the curries were um were very were very involved with and then obviously they give a platform to this that mm-hmm. you could only dream so like they're on Trevor Noah or yeah. Jimmy Fallon or the Today Show and they start talking about it and you know with this vision that we have and you know money's pouring into our very mediocre website and uh, and and all of it's going right back out into the community so mm-hmm. it, it was a you know it was a lesson in creative you know have a vision rally people around it and really rely on partners who know what they're doing mm-hmm. to, to execute
1: you are a podcast listener like I am you is this um did you imagine this is how most podcasts are recorded like I do you ever wonder when you're listening while you're running what the hosts are doing because I spend a lot of time <laughs> what trying to figure
2: background, the background right like behind the scenes is
1: <laughs> like are we all sitting at the same <laughs> office desk with <laughs> cups of water and sodas and
0: I uh I, yeah I, I never thought it was a one-size-fits-all deal but I This is, frankly, this is exceeding my expectations. (laughs) It's more than I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I think it's a Zoom conversation. Sometimes you're 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 in a room together. But this is this is wonderful.
1: (laughs) Do you feel like you were uniquely positioned based on what you'd done previously in work or your personality to lead, eat, learn, play through that? Like, do you feel like it was just sort of you were well built for that moment to be like, here's a crisis. And I can draw from my experience and my personality to make this happen, or
0: yeah, I, I think so.
1: Um, long history in nonprofits.
0: Yeah, on the one hand, I, I've led enough nonprofits for the last decade that I you know that I knew how to I know how to raise money, I know how to bring people together. I know how to communicate a vision in a way that can get people excited about mm-hmm. it. Uh, so that's on the one hand, on the other hand, maybe the most important thing is like knowing what I don't, like I know what I don't know. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't going in, with, I tried not to go in with a big ego thinking like I had all the answers because I didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's how can you, how can you build a team around you, mm-hmm. right? On the or play staff, uh, leveraging the curries, but also out in the community that like, where, where you can see enough to be able to put puzzle pieces together. And I think that might've been, that might be the most important skill that I could bring to the yeah. table because we, we ended up tens of thousands of people got involved in this effort. And, um, and it was so much bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And just but, you know, I think my experience had, had shown me that, you know, yeah, don't try to don't try to do it all yourself.
1: What are your blind spots?
0: you know i th- uh well i, I think i mean that's a good question um do i have any no i've got many i i have got i've got many blind spots um i mean from an operations I, i'm not as strong on the operation side right um and you know so that would certainly be one of them i'd say i'm pretty good at follow through but um i just have so much work that getting through everything is mm-hmm. uh is a daily frustration and challenge of mine and so making sure that i'm i'm surrounded by people who have great follow-through skills or habits is uh is 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 a big one and you know on the financial side of things i know enough to get through a budget and to be able to put a plan together but Mm -hmm. um i'm not going through you know with any level of detail yeah right like you know, how, how every dollar is being spent. And so again, it's, it's, I mean, for me, it's how do you surround yourself with people who have complementary skill sets? I think I've done that fairly well. Mm-hmm.
1: It's through e-learning. Well, yeah, let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah, no.
0: We've known each other for quite a while.
1: <laughs> a few years now. What, what do you, what do you <laughs> think my blind spots are? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think uh, it's one of my favorite interview questions that I ask people what their blind spots are. And most people answer with, I have no idea, which is Mm -hmm. um, an interesting way to answer that question. I I don't know, I think uh, it's like that uh, office episode where you're like, sometimes my greatest strength is my greatest weakness. Like uh, (laughs) when you talk about how you have the ambition that you can probably do anything, I think it's I I have that similar too. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we can do this. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, I have a hard time sometimes knowing when to say no. And I, I feel like you might like you have the utmost opt you're very optimistic.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and I, and I you're right. And I think one of the ways I combat that is to always be thoughtful or sensitive to, like my head of operations and, yeah. and the team, because eventually I'm gonna have to face them and tell right. them what I, what I promised to do. And I've gotten good at at least being thoughtful <laughs> yeah. towards them, so that I'm not over promising and, le- you know, either. You know, the, setting the foundation up to under deliver or setting the team up so that they are um, suffering to make good on some You're, of my You've promises. learned
1: how to ask yourself the first couple of questions that they're going to ask you before you bring it to them. That's <laughs> right. It's a good way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you've been, with, through Eat Learn Play and through your previous nonprofits, you've been interacting en- enough with uh, celebrities. Do you ever get starstruck still?
0: <sighs> Only uh, not.
1: Only with the really random ones, like who, like (laughs) former TV crushes. Random celebrity. Uh, Yeah, it's a good,
0: it's a good question. It's never who you would, it's never who you would think. It's when you are. It's when it's it's if I was caught off guard. But who Mm -hmm. would be a good example of that? Um, I, I don't know. Um. We ran into Jim Nance recently yeah. when I was when I was with Stefan, and uh, and you know I guess he's a big star in the yeah, broad- sure. he's definitely a big star in the broadcast world but he's Jim Nance right he's right. like but you know you look at him and you start thinking about all of these times in your life that he's sort of been a part of and he comes at you with this beautiful voice and he calls you by your name mm-hmm. and like. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> It's a little disarming. Like, this is it. So I, I, was, I was. It's sh- like it's, it's almost like you're. It's almost like
1: you're playing Nintendo W Final Four. It's like Chris Helfrich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he
0: he kept coming back to my name in this conversation. I think because it was it was Stephen, Jim Nance, and me. We were having like a really quick drink, and obviously the two of them are sort of fanboying with mm-hmm. with one another, and I was just I was frankly I was just I know my place, and I was just sure. happy to sit there and listen but Jim is like an all-time professional. Right. Yeah. And, and he and Stephen would be talking for a couple minutes and then he would call me by my name <laughs> and bring me into the conversation and I uh, you know, I f- I fumbled through it just you know, all the while thinking to myself, yeah, gosh, Jim Nance is saying my name. Jim Nance <laughs> is so, saying so my name. Like, so when you, this? Stefan
1: and Jim Nance are having a drink, what is your, like are you guys at a bar sitting side by side? Or you at a table? Jim Nance is like six foot five. Okay. Oh wow. So you're the short person in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, so
0: we, Stefan and I were uh, grabbing a really quick. We had twenty or thirty minutes before we had to go off to a to another event. And so we were grabbing a quick drink in this rooftop bar in our hotel in Columbus, Ohio, because we were there for the Memorial right. PGA So event. is that
1: beer, wine, cocktail, what do we, uh, <laughs> set, the I, I, set the scene for us. Set the
2: scene.
0: Like a good Helfrich, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a IPA drinker. Okay. And so like I, had, a good I, had, I had ordered the local Cincinnati IPA. I was born in Cincinnati, so that felt extra special. Uh-huh. And so I ordered that, you know, after talking, you know, I asked like four questions back and forth to the yeah. bartender. And then he just pointed to Steph, and Stefan just pointed at me. He said, That that sounds great. <laughs> and so Stefan and I are both drinking IPAs. And we were sitting down for one or two minutes, and Jim Nance walked through the door with a couple of his guys. Mm-hmm. Um and he immediately saw Stefan, walked over. And so Steph and I are sitting next to each other. Jim Nance is sort of Standing you know, behind you? Standing behind That's us. Awkward. We but we 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 stood up, we stood up for a while. Um and it was uh maybe he pulled up a chair yeah I don't know <laughs> it was, the whole, it was the whole, all a blur it does yeah. seem like a <laughs> little it's, starstruck it's all a blur yeah but, but that was uh yeah that was me uh, nervous yeah. meeting gymnast
1: did you would you ever get starstruck
2: I mean I have never met a celebrity what yeah I mean
1: and you were in Oakland I mean you did a you did a FaceTime with Aisha for well yeah that? was that
2: but that was like you know not like in real life right like. That's just like, I mean, that's almost like watching an Instagram live or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like You're the equivalent. Facility. You're right. You know, but I've never ran into or like encountered a celebrity in the wild. I'm <laughs> just like.
1: That sounds like a page in Us Weekly. Uh,
2: yeah. So- and like, which is fascinating because I heard rumors of celebrities passing through when I lived in Asheville, yeah. you know, because Asheville became like a that spot to t- kind of check out little mountain town and to check that's out. What,
1: that's right. What- Chris was doing yesterday. Yeah. He went to check out Asheville.
2: Yeah. And so Lee
1: is an Asheville native. You can get all that you I need know.
2: to know. Yep, all the all the little secrets. Um, uh, but I just yeah, you know, never had the opportunity. You saw Reese Witherspoon. I ran into Reese Witherspoon <laughs> physically. Quite literally. Yeah.
1: And she was not happy about it. No. <laughs> Outside of Kindred. I just crashed into her. Did you get nervous? Uh no, her bodyguard, but like I was before I realized who it was, like jumped in and was like and I was Back like, off. I was like, I was like, who is this guy? And then I said, I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you played golf with Steph last week. Is um, who's in your? You and Steph are playing golf. Jim Nance is announcing. Who else is in your foursome? Not like I'm saying. Like in your, in this life? is an idea. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jim Nance is definitely announcing. <laughs>
1: <I'm> <laughs> maybe uh-huh. only announcing your shots too. <laughs> Chris Helfrich, <laughs> he's got a five wood from a hundred yards. <laughs>
0: Seems to like that club. Uh, these are tough questions. Why? Do they have to play golf? No. Okay, so this is sort of the dinner table question. Sure, but, but who would you just like because we're we're out, you played golf, you were just talking golf. about golf, yeah. Um, let's invite Barack Obama yeah. to play golf.
1: Yeah. It seems like Steph could probably make that happen.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm basically just, <laughs> just join, join, <laughs> joining one of his rounds. <laughs> um. You know, and then, I don't know if I would invite Stefan. <laughs> I, I know I know him too well uh. um, you know, and then I would really want to invite Dad,
1: right? I think that there's oh my gosh, the uh, the comedic adventure of that round, Dad yeah. and Stefan Barack Obama.
0: You know, you know it's kind of but it's funny i uh i've d- I've gotten to do a lot of cool things mm-hmm. for work over the years and travel to a lot of great places, and I've just never. I just never enjoy it that much because yeah. it's like, unless you're with a family member or one of your best friends, mm-hmm. then who are you really going to share that story with yeah. later on? Like, yeah. I, I get to do some really cool things and I never tell the stories because it because of how it could end up sort of coming coming across. Sure. And so I just sort of swallow a lot of these really great experiences, not just with celebrities, but like... Yeah. <clears throat> traveling to sub-Saharan Africa for five years and seeing some of the things that I've seen, some of the things that I've th- seen, some of the things that I've said.
1: You took like, you took Mandy Moore to wait. To Africa. Mandy
0: Moore was involved. Crick,
1: Crick <laughs> took Mandy Moore to Africa.
0: I love Mandy Moore. That was us in uh, in, in Cameroon in 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 the band in Dawes. Yeah, in WWE. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I th- but you're getting you know. We we we're, we're, we keep coming back to celebrities, which I think is fine. Wow. but like there for me, there's this feeling of, you know, when you're going someplace or yeah. doing something remarkable or witnessing something, mm-hmm. to not have somebody there who can, like, who you can sort of share the stories with later, right? And like the, like the,
2: relive them.
0: Yeah, or just it becomes I think a lot more special when somebody you love is involved. Yeah, and so whoever was in that foursome, I would have to. Right. I may, maybe we wouldn't invite Dad. He's maybe. gotten to do a lot of cool things. But you're welcome to Thanks. come. Thank you. That's where I was I going with sort of <laughs> teeing that up, and I'll i let you f- uh, invite the the, the the fourth
1: golfer. Well, I, I think Brock would be great. Or we uh, Brock's already there. Um, <laughs> He's just grand. <cranny>.
0: So, so <laughs> if we could go back in history, that would be that'd be something else.
1: Do you? I mean, I I asked your wife Kate this morning if she missed work travel, and she said in some ways. And I'm I'm curious, um. Are there places you've traveled that, after sort of sitting on the sidelines for the last year and a half, you're anxious to to revisit or go to? Where your places where you haven't visited? You're supposed to be in Mexico right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, I mean, there. I mean, there are some vacation spots that yeah. I would like to go. But for work, um, I'm eager in some ways to get back to the office just to like see my team regularly yeah. again, not mm-hmm. on a screen. Mm-hmm. That would be a big one. But I um and I miss a lot of those like great travel meals where you're having like a three hour, four hour work dinner with colleagues or partners Mm -hmm. and really sort of digging in and laughing and having fun. But
1: Mr. Oso's. Yep.
0: (laughs) Other other than that, you know, I, I've, I'm a homebody and I like being home with, with, with family and Mm -hmm. being able to like get into my familiar routines. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is just work travel for as much as I like it. And I love being out there meeting people and representing the foundation and, Mm -hmm. and, and doing stuff email just keeps piling up when you're <laughs> traveling and it is uh, you know i Freaking kid you not it's, email. it's 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 my least favorite thing in life yeah is, email is email and so that's the downside to traveling too, because it just, the email doesn't stop. Do when you you're, feel when you're not.
2: like that sense of urgency that you need to respond to an email as soon as you get it? Or do you just kind of like push it away to the side? <laughs> I I, th-
0: I try early in the morning and late in the afternoon to sort of get through everything. Yeah. But you know, like I'm on vacation right now right? and there is a there's just this... There is like a little bit of anxiety. I haven't looked at my email in five five days. Oh, wow. And so it's like, so I'm trying to be good That's about nuts. not not feeling the, well, my team knows that they can text right. me. I've yeah, had yeah. some phone calls. Uh, yeah. But, um, but for me, email is this source of stress. So it's like, okay, take a week away from email. Yeah. But then I end up feeling anxiety yeah. anyways. And right. So, um, so I feel... Yeah, it's a mix of urgency, but also dread. You know, sure. I, I'm always, it's funny, I'm always anticipating bad news in my email box, even though I rarely get it. But, You're like, oh no. Yeah, somebody, but but really it, it stems from like, especially because of who we work with and mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. so many people want so many things and right. it's just, it's its pretty
1: unmanageable. Yeah. And so. Like they want Steph on their podcast, right? Aisha, not you. Correct. Correct. We, yeah, <laughs> totally. <but Yeah>. Little <laughs> did they know that you're the talent.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, There's. there's just... Every email, there's a lot of work that's behind it, and so I'm mm-hmm. constantly
1: weary because my my cup is already full. Is that is that something you've experienced or is it hard that... Do you have random people that try to buddy up to you more than they probably should now that you're connected to people that they might want to connect? Like, hey, Chris, I... Uh, and Dora can tell you this story but there was a girl who uh, just graduated from Davidson College but she had wanted to work for Summit and I, I didn't end up hiring her she wanted to do our podcast for free she really wanted to work with us, and then she ultimately asked Dora was like I really want Brian to put me in touch with his brother Chris and I was like I, I was like I refuse <laughs> to do that I was like I was like, "That is so presumptuous." I
2: did that story. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, we get a, I mean, yes, we got a lot of. Hey, would you mind if I made this introduction? Right. Some people are so brave they just go ahead and make the introduction. <laughs> uh huh. Um, but uh, <laughs> or, or are people more respectful than I assumed they might be. People are more respectful than you or I would have assumed that yeah. they that mm-hmm. they would be. There's still a lot of requests. They're friendly requests, but also, I I do a decent job, especially with people I know, in mm-hmm. terms of not setting expectations, right? If there's moments where I can be generous and give people X, Y, or Z or -hmm. invite them to something, Mm -hmm. then then that's great. And I look for times to do that. But you know, um I I don't I try not to give off a vibe of like (laughs) hey, just you know, yeah. Be be my friend so you can have access to to X or Y. And Right. It's work it's worked out. But yeah, it it's definitely it definitely happens pretty regularly mm-hmm.
1: I, I appreciate this podcast where you can hear the dog barking in the background and now we've become one of those podcasts this <laughs> is the have. first time we've ever done that at home um are there and we'll wrap up here i know you're on vacation and we have <laughs> since sat through a hurricane and now it seems like it's clearing up again so thank goodness I um, want this is a great rainy day activity but um during the pandemic is there anything that you did differently in life anything that shifted that you're going to try to Hold on to or lean into more that you hadn't done pre-pandemic, personally.
0: Yeah, well, I, family time. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's it. And so being able to get into routines, mm-hmm. being able to cook dinner, sit around the kitchen table.
1: Are you a good cook? I don't know. I wasn't when the pandemic <laughs> yeah.
0: started. I was fine, and then I've gotten myself any <laughs> number of accessories and new grills
1: and oh, yeah, um, the Uni Pizza Oven Traeger <laughs> Grill. yes yeah. like our sponsors. <laughs> Sponsor. I've been cooking on
0: wood for the last uh, fourteen or fifteen months, <laughs> and people seem to be really happy with it. And you know, I've tried to get the kids into it, so so uh-huh. there's that. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot more time with the kids and a lot more time playing. Mm-hmm. My wife Kate is like very very good at reading to the kids daily, mm-hmm. and I'll pick up a book around bedtime to read it to them, and I fall asleep within yeah. like three <laughs> or four pages. You're not the reader, and so that's not my that's not my role. But yeah, we, um, yeah, I think family time is. You know, and understanding the importance of it is, is uh, mm-hmm. and not I knew, I knew it, but being firm in trying to set up those boundaries has been like, has been awesome. And it's mm-hmm. been a great silver lining to this whole
1: pandemic. So Leah, a little background as a story to as we wrap up the um, Chris came here in 2005 mm-hmm. from yeah. Texas. He was driving. He just left, quit his job in Texas and was you were driving to you didn't know where you and your dog, and you stopped in (laughs) Davidson for a couple days or weeks or I don't know how long it was, but you ended up staying for four years, three years. Um, (laughs) But that first month you were here, it was my sophomore year of college, and you, our brother Tim, and I played wiffle ball for about 28 straight days. Oh, my gosh. you, You had yet to decide to work again, and I was in college, and Tim was just running Summit. main street by himself and that was yeah And we played wiffle ball about 28 straight days and had a lot of beers probably
0: (laughs) uh yeah there's a lot of truth in that story i mean some of your (laughs) your timeline is is off i lived here for i lived here for a couple great years but i came to town because you and i were co-best men at tim's at tim's wedding and so we we had to put a we had to we ended up hosting a, a really memorable, An amazing, yeah. memorable uh, bachelor party that <laughs> involved trips to the .ER yeah. for, 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 for one. Um, and but it was like coming into this community after being in South Texas by myself in San Antonio for mm-hmm. six years, like Davidson was this. It just it was this wonderful place where it was like oh my gosh you can see the same people every day and I like yeah. I get along with my brothers great and yeah I don't have to work you know for this period of time because I'll just sleep in, in Tim's extra bedroom <laughs> and it was uh it was wonderful and then yeah this job opportunity sort of came out of nowhere in Davidson it was mm-hmm. like just looked around it's okay there's a lot this this town yeah in the community checked a lot of boxes and so yeah yeah um, yeah, so I, I I became a resident here, and we lived here for two two and a half years, and um, I still think back very fondly on that on, mm-hmm. on that adventure. And actually, driving to do this podcast today, we uh, I, I took my kids past our old house,
1: your first Aww. home on the
0: way here, our our first home, and one of our kids, obviously our oldest, couldn't even didn't even pick his head up from his phone to look. <laughs> and as we were driving, uh, as we were driving into Davidson, he goes, "Are we going to go see the old house?" <laughs> and you're like, we, oh we,
2: just, we were gosh, just, there.
1: just <laughs> and, yeah, and we and we talked about it for about yeah. three minutes while we yeah. were um Well, we appreciate your time, and we yeah. hope that you have a great rest of your vacation. Yes.
0: Well, mm-hmm. and I don't want to keep you any longer. But what's the, what's
1: the what's the theme behind all these podcasts? Um, yeah. So we are making a. In addition to our growth of Summit Coffee, we have this trademarked brand, Find Your Summit, and we are basically using it as a content vehicle. So we're doing mm-hmm. a bunch of different mediums of content to grow the Find Your Summit brand as um, getting the expansion out nationwide and targeting, you know, everybody. It's sort mm-hmm. of, you know, it's it's related to the coffee company, obviously. We work for it. I own it, but it is separate it's a mm-hmm. there's podcasts we're about to publish our first quarterly journal we're doing um you know merchandise we do instant mm-hmm. coffee and i think it's um we sort of believe in this idea of the find your summit brand which is mm-hmm. celebrating stories and people who you know aren't celebrities and aren't doing world-breaking things but mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool stories to share and so whether they're funny or inspiring or mm-hmm. you know
2: ordinary it's, people doing extraordinary things
1: yeah so we want to provide platform for for good stories and Mm -hmm. and we have fun doing it which is something that we keep going back to which is yeah we do a lot of productive and successful and data driven work and sometimes we just want to take an hour every (laughs) week and do something fun want to do
2: a podcast (laughs) yeah and we
1: get a lot of we get a lot of more feedback, and it's fun and random. Like, people, I've, somebody, my waitress at dinner the other night came up to me and was like, I heard that you hate scrambled eggs. And I was like, so you listen to the podcast? And uh, that was that Hashtag
2: felt, find your summit.
1: We've <laughs> had a we scrambled eggs at the summit. We've had, we've had a couple fan moments, which has been great. Somebody yes. yep. came up to us outside the studio and was like, I just love your podcast. I love Summit. So, yep. um, uh, I think it's it's more of anything. It's a, an experiment and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, building a brand that surrounds our core business, which is coffee, but generally our core Mm -hmm. business is making people feel connected and joyful and bringing people together, and it's just another way of doing that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: there's some common threads between what I do and what you do. Yeah, it's bringing people together and trying to trying to
0: serve as best you
1: can. That's exactly right. Um, Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, For Chris, thank you. I'm Brian, and I'm Leah, and we'll see y'all next week.
2: Bye.